on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime. Time. Got the game statistics. I could say if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports. Another edition. Welcome to a bonus episode of Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host Ryan Jones. I'm here today. With the UNLV alum, Derek Heckman. How you doing today, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. How about you? Man, I'm well, man. I'm well. Uh, grateful because I always have you. I done had you quite a few times on the podcast. So this is going to be a pretty, pretty good episode that we have here on Raw Mind Sports with Derek Heckman. And I got Mr. Roth himself, Corey Baker. Corey, welcome back. Yo, what's good? What's good with you? Peace and beloved, man. What's going on with you? <laughs> yeah, let's, we better um, get these topics going, man. Get your raw thoughts. So we're gonna start off, man. Before we get into the NFL and all that stuff, man, I'm, I'm, we're gonna talk about the NBA. We'll get into the draft shortly, but let's talk about the, one of the things that's been going on in the NBA right now. Houston has a problem, and I'm talking about a serious problem. Westbrook decides he wants out. James Harden decides he wants out. I don't even know why they both won't out right now. I don't know because Daryl Moore left. Wow. Mike Tony left. He's actually the assistant to the Brooklyn Nets, which I really think if if Steve Nash steps down, it's going to be his team. Or he could be that guy behind the scenes really running the show. To me, that's what it looks like. He didn't took on a good job. He yeah, always wow. gets Mike D'Antoni. With that being said, Daryl Morey is in Philly, player, head of player, basketball operations, excuse me, basketball operations. And Doc Rivers gets to finally do something he wants to do is just coach. In mm-hmm. LA, he was a little bit of everything. So, 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 Derek, we're gonna start with you first before we go to Corey and I get my thoughts on everything. What are your thoughts about Harden? Where he's gonna go? Russ, where he's gonna go? To me personally, they both got some huge contracts. Yeah, yeah. obviously, there's always going to be difficult to move, especially in a pandemic year where the caps just confusing you have no clue just really how much you can give as far as player salary goes so having giant contracts like that you're going to need to move a lot of guys and with the demands that Harden has where Houston's going to want a massive package in return it's like I I get what they want to do I know why they're doing it at the same time though there's so many complicated things as far as how much money you need to give if you want to acquire one of these players? How much are you going to have to give up? Who are you willing to give up anyway? Right. And I know the main destination for Harden's always been Brooklyn. That's he said that he, Brooklyn's had some interest in there. I just feel like the problem is they invested so much in KD and Kyrie before, and they've never really gotten. And KD was out the entire year last year, so we've never really even seen what they have. Like, do do KD and Kyrie even work together? We don't know. But what we do know is that they have this really good young bench. They've built themselves up really nicely. 
They got guys like Jared Allen, Torian Prince, Karis LeVert, all of them solid young players. If they're going after Harden, the problem is you're going to have to give up at least two of them. And that's going to be the issue because you're going to root, you're going to mess up team chemistry. You're going to have three massive contracts on the books. So who knows what you're going to be able to do with your bench. You need depth, especially as far as the playoffs go, because if you're not deep enough in the playoffs, you're going to struggle. And if one of your big guys has a rough night, you are probably going to lose. So, right. <laughs> yeah, so a place where I fought at, at first and the other place that's really mentioned was Philadelphia because Daryl Morey's there. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, okay, what would be a good package there? Because Philadelphia is obviously trying to get shooting. They're trying to really change the identity of that team, I think, and move away from the old process days. So mm-hmm. maybe they go for something like a Ben Simmons or a Matisse, and a Matisse Bible package. Throw in a couple of first-round picks here or there. Give a contract and see what happens. And it right. could work. Philadelphia's be- – the best years that Philadelphia's had – in recent memory was when they've had good shooting and Harden to this point is a good shooter. They've gotten a couple good shooters from trades they made this soft season. So I say, if you really want to go for it all, if you want to stay competitive and if you really want to just make an impact in the East, um, why not try? You're right. Yeah. It is. You said, said a lot of words and it was pretty, pretty much in that now, Mr. Baker, Mr. Raw himself. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? How everybody doing on this gorgeous Friday? Um, what I my experience with I mean the experience with Houston Rockets, I think they need to blow the whole thing up. I think Westbrook need to go to um New York. I think Harden need to come play with my boy KD. But I just think they need to rebuild, man. And um, like Dirt said, they got I think they need to blow the whole thing up, and um, they this. I mean, the the coach Salas is a great coach. I mean, he coached at Dallas Mavericks for I mean for years. But with Harden and Westbrook, man, I mean, the, the boys is dogs, and I think to me personally, I think they need to blow it up and just build through the draft. And I mean, it's kind it's kind of crazy there. And I think Westbrook, he be the first one I trade. Because you notice with the Knicks, they done weighed everybody, half of their team. So Ooh. I'm thinking the Knicks are going to get Westbrook and Gordon Hayward. And I, I like you said, Derrick, Jane Harden want to go to Brooklyn. But the thing is, Houston Rockets probably want Kyrie too. So I don't think Brooklyn going to let Harden go to Brooklyn. I want that because I'm a Durant fan. And they play together. And But I think Jane Harden need to go to Philly. That's my, 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 but I really want him to go to Brooklyn. God would love to see him, Jane Harden, and Kyrie Irving. I really think Houston Rockets need to rebuild, do the draft, build with somebody like, I mean, Dennis Smith. They got P.J. Tucker. Um, players like that just build through the draft because I think that, that situation is kind of spooky. So I think, I think they need to blow it up, man. I think they just need to rebuild because – I don't prove, I don't see Westbrook and Harden ever winning the championship together. But I can see Harden winning the championship with Durant and Kyrie Irving because they're going to be hard to stop. And I, but I can see him winning in Philly, too, with Joel. Joel. 
if they gonna if he come to Philly with Ben Simmons is gonna go to Houston, and that's a piece that Houston can build with. You know, that's just me because Ben Simmons still young. He's 16, 240 pounds, and he just clubs the thing. I seen the LeBron James. He just can't shoot the ball. That's what I. That's the more of my story with Houston Rockets. I think they need to blow the whole thing up. Man, it's a lot to digest here. Like a lot to digest from my end. Here's what I'm going at. See, it's a tough situation. Then it's not a tough situation, but it is. I'm saying it like that in my raw thoughts because that's how it's pretty much. Is that's what it is. James Harden wants to go to Brooklyn. Houston don't want to trade him to Brooklyn and give him away. And in Brook in Houston's mind, they're saying a lot of things they've done over the past few years. We give you everything. We gave you players. Yeah, we got rid of players. We give you players. We gave you money. You ain't had to never worry about whatever you whatever you wanted. You got. Their mindset is let's do something with him. Now he wants out. Do do I think he wants out because their Moore is gone or Mike D'Antoni's gone? Maybe he has some problems with the owner. Right. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors on that end. But to demand like directly, you want to go to Brooklyn. Uh-huh. A team that already has your contract, they're not just going to give you a gift. They're going to make you work. Now, if you just say, I want to get traded, cool. But then the, the demand of, I want to go to Brooklyn. Like, he feels like he's done enough for the city. Now you're talking about his contract. Another, the next part, that's just one part. The next part is Westbrook. Westbrook is owed $138 million over the next three years. So if you get Westbrook, you're going to have to sell your house. And yeah, that's really yeah. the huge problem. A lot of people, I'm, I, like Corey is a de- correct Kevin Durant fan. I'm a diehard Westbrook fan. And I still speak the truth regardless of not what it is about Westbrook. So I'm good at it. I know people going to disagree, so I'm cool with that. Um, Westbrook's contract for what his style of play is, is going to take for him to restructure. Westbrook's stubborn. Westbrook not coming off that contract. Just like CP3 said, he wasn't coming off his contract. He want uh-huh. all his money. But uh-huh. CP3, value asset is he can make everybody around him better. Westbrook can get triple doubles and put points on the board and make things happen, but he's not the guy that I can say, like, he can make the whole team better as a leader. Like, nah, Chris Paul nah. brings that. That's what Chris Paul got that OKC team to the playoffs last year. Right, right. The team that everybody probably thought, that's like, true. this team. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He was the one who kept that glue together to put them in positions to win. Of course we knew they were going to win no championship. Of course we knew they were going to go far. But the point was everybody had already had OKC now ain't making the playoffs. He got them to the playoffs. His, his value is pretty high because he can make teams better. And he knows how to be unselfish and still put people in position to get the basketball. Right. Westbrook's style of play is completely different. He gave you a triple double. Now, we was with KD and those guys before. His numbers still was good. But then when they left, he became the number one option. His numbers still, still was good. But they only can't, they can't get out of the first round. Right. They ended up trading him because they saw that they had to get rid of um, PG and Carmel Anthony. So they did him a favor. It wasn't like Westbrook said, I want out. It was like, no, we're not going for you being loyal to us. We're not going to let you just sit here and rock when we know we ain't going to win. We're just going to hopefully kind of trade you somewhere where you might have a chance to win championship. And right, Houston right. spot because he already knew James Harden. Now you got right, his right. contract. The only two, only two teams is probably going to get him. His thing is so minimal because of his style of play. And you're giving up a lot of – you're giving up a lot. You're giving up a lot for Westbrook like he's LeBron James. Like that's something you – the stuff that you got to give up for Westbrook – I don't know who his agent is, but his agent is the GOAT right now. 
Because however he fits that contract up and got him what he wanted, it put them in a great situation. So his contract alone has people like, I don't know. And then to even get him for a year, then you thinking about eating for 10 gets for a year. If they want to trade after that year, you got two more years of that. I don't know. So teams, man, the only time I can see him get a decent trade is like on the last year of his contract. But he's due to do 138 million. He's not coming off of it. And whoever he goes to is going to have to sell the house. Corey, you said earlier that New York then got rid of a lot of people so it can make it work for him and Gordon Haywood to come. Probably could. Charlotte could get him, but they're not making the playoffs. And I would love to see him in Charlotte, but he's there. But I'm not saying that Wish was going to make the playoffs. Him, LaMelo Ball will be something to watch. But when they make the playoffs, no, they, I mean, excuse me, they probably could make the playoffs in, in, um, in the Eastern Conference, maybe the 18, 17. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be pretty much first round. Hey, hey. Yeah, right, 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 right. So I, I, that's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm looking at it like this. I'm like, no. Nah. But the thing is, He's a he's endorsed by Jordan. He's part of the Jordan brand. They said Mitch Cupcheck didn't want him, but Jordan like I want him. So once I heard that, I'm like, it's a dumb it's a dumb moment because if people don't know that him, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul are part of the Jordan brand. I don't see Michael Jordan denying a Jordan endorser to the Charlotte Hornets if they want to come there. Now Chris Paul had a different situation. He got traded elsewhere. Carmelo had a different situation. He could be afraid he might come there. He might come for. Little or nothing. But if Westbrook is traded, Charlotte, he got to get his money because that's what he's getting traded for. His contract is already written in stone. So it's a little different. But I don't see Jordan turning down people who's a part of his, who he endorses, if that's the situation. And he always said he liked Westbrook. Kobe even said he liked Westbrook. Westbrook's style probably just, just doesn't fit every team in the league. Because he has that style, it's, it's go, go, go. I get it. He plays hard, aggressive. He doesn't have the jump shot. So now you got that. This this league is built off the jump shot ability. Like, people got to be able to hit down shot. I don't care how athletic you are. LeBron James can hit the shot. That's the biggest problem with being Simmons. What, what I think the Philadelphia 76ers, why well, I'm pushing down that real quick for a quick second. The reason why they brought Danny Green, Seth Curry in is because just in case they don't get James Harden, we got to surround Ben Simmons and Embiid with shooters. I mean, that we got to have guys that can space the floor and they can hit shots. Regardless of how bad they try to say Danny Green played this year, he's still a good shooter. In the playoffs, he's in the top five in most three-point makes all time in the playoffs. So although this year it was it was rough, but that's just the case. Because you know, like you said, Corey, Ben Simmons can't shoot. He got to be able to shoot the ball eventually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's why he that's what the team is doing. Like, you know what? We're gonna have to keep Ben Simmons, we're gonna have to isolate him so he can get to the basket, but we have to make sure these guys can shoot the ball. So therefore, if they get the isolation, you respect these two guys, you gotta play them. Because you know they can shoot, they can hit, they can knock down the shot. So you gotta be honest. You can't just double team Ben Simmons no more. That's why they got him just in case they can't get, I mean, James Harden. The Brooklyn situation is gonna be interesting. Regardless of James Harden, go there with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving for one doesn't stay healthy. KD has this history, but I ain't going to say it. KD's own, I don't think no KD is bad, baby. Uh, uh, My boy is bad, baby. I know, I know that. We, the future we, MVP, I, next, I, MVP next season. Look, MVP. MVP, baby. Don't talk about my boy. That's look, my boy, baby. That's C. Pleasant, baby. That's C. Pleasant, baby. Come on now, Brian. That's C. Pleasant. Can I finish? That's C Pleasant, nigga. Come on now. That's a king, that's a king of Washington, D.C. Don't disrespect my boy like that. Don't disrespect my boy like that. 
Let me finish. Hey, you funny. Let me, let me so talk about like, my boy Jay, baby. Him, he is. I'm saying at the end of the day, if you let me finish, it's hard to guard. Right. I mean, it's still hard to guard if he's healthy. Kyrie yes, Irving, I don't know. You don't know what you can get out of Kyrie Irving. When he's healthy, yeah, he's good, but he can't stop nobody. I'm saying this this team gonna be interesting to see because I'm gonna tell you now, you got James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and um KD. Yes, sir. I, but I ain't finished. Let me finish. Yeah, KD, go ahead. Off the rip, off the ribs, what you say, or of course, it's oh. the number one option on the team. Yes, sir. He's gonna get his buckets. The thing that's different between KD with Golden State and KD with his Brooklyn team, James Harden and Kyrie Irving are ISO players. I mean, they hold the ball, they dribble the ball a lot. They gotta have the ball in their hands and score. Like they gotta do a lot of dribbling. KD gets that first. With yes, Golden sir. State, it was a lot of ball movement without the ball, but them guys can still put up huge numbers. They moved the ball so well in Golden State when he was there. This group is not going to move the ball. These boys, Kyrie Irving has to have the ball in his hands. It ain't going to be a lot of moving, switch, pass, and cut. There's going to be a lot of dribbling from Kyrie Irving. It is going to be James Harden doing a lot of dribbling. But can they win the championship? If they in the East, yeah, I mean, they can still get there. That's us. But let's, but let's hold the brakes like they can win the championship. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> if, if the Lakers can find a piece or somebody in Western Conference can find a piece, I don't know because – it's going to come out of KD doing a lot, and you asking two players to do a lot of ISO. Like, it's a different world. Like, with Steph, Clay, and KD, even with Draymond at it, they were moving the ball. That was so unselfish. And that's the same they thing. They're going to hold the thing. ball. They're going to hold the ball. They're going to try to get their buckets. I don't think so, bro. I'm talking about I'm talking about James Harden. Man, when the last time? Let's be realistic. Even when, let's ice the core. We're going to go here. And Derek, I'm going to bring it back to you. Core. Yes, when, yes, when when Kyrie Irving was in when he was with Cleveland when they won the championship, was right. it a lot of ball movement? No, it wasn't. It was him nah. the run, get the ball to score. They did a lot of dribbling. They did what they had to do to score. I see. I, I see what you in Houston. Has he been moving the ball like that? Nah. No, a lot of heavy ball dominant, and that's why him and Westbrook have a problem. The only thing that really goes in favor of James Harden because he's been one of the all one of the, um, the, the top five. Maybe the best score in the league since he's been in Houston. So it's easier to say, okay, in this situation, even though Russell Russell Westbrook, not Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, that's, that's average, I mean, broke the, the triple-double record, but you got a guy like James Harden who's on the tail on the offensive end. So it's easy to choose that between the two. Who'd you rather have, James Harden or Westbrook? Of course, people will say James Harden. James Harden shooting the ball, he gets to the yeah, rim, he yeah. can do a lot. He's consistent in scoring. Westbrook is consistent in a lot of other categories, but he's not consistent in the shooting category. And at the end of the NBA, it's about can you shoot the ball too now? It ain't about just getting to the rim. Everybody is in the league trying to find shooters. Like you just said earlier, Derek. Philly found some shooters. Yeah. The Lakers trying to find shooters. The Knicks got rid of the whole team. Hopefully they can find somebody who can make something happen if it's box office. It's either you got all-stars or big-time players or you got guys who shoot the ball. It's it's one or the other. But Derek, go ahead. Uh, as far as like the whole, I would, I would say you're right. As far as you need all stars, big players or shooters. My philosophy has always been that, um, no quote unquote team sport revolves more around individual talent than basketball. You're going to have game breaking talents no matter what. And if you have a game breaking talent on your team, you are going to make it far into the league, no matter what LeBron, I would classify as a game breaker. KD is a game breaker. Giannis is a game breaker. 
You'd, oh, yeah. Steph is a game breaker. You could say at least there's about a handful of guys almost, or maybe two handfuls of guys that you can say, if you put the ball in their hands, if they get hot, they change the entire trajectory of the game. They can swing a game one way or the other. Yes, and that's that's always going to be how it is. It's been that way for a long time. So if you don't have somebody like that, how are you going to really counteract that? Right. You find shooters. You find guys who can make plays happen, guys who are responsible in both ends of the, of the court, guys who can really put up numbers, maybe not fantastic all-star-like numbers, but numbers where you can say, yeah, these guys would be great options. And sure, maybe you don't get as far as a team like, say, the Lakers do, but you get maybe a 5-6 seed, you see what happens, you go against a team, you get experience that way, and you move on no matter what the result is. That's fine and dandy. That's a good way to build a team, I would say. And I agree with it. And that's what I was saying. That's why it's so hard with these. That's the thing is, it's the style of play of Westbrook. Like his his contract, his style of play is so hard to trade. Yeah. It's hard. Like it's yeah, it is. It's very hard. Same contract. It's it's Steph Curry, Chris, no, Steph Curry, Russell Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and I think it's James Harden after that in the top four highest paid players off NBA contracts. Chris Paul, oh, got shipped away quicker like it was nothing. Like, they didn't mind giving him. And he got good packages for him. Right. He got a good package from Phoenix, so good on right. him. And I'm looking at his situation like, yo, Westbrook is in a tough situation. Like, for real, like, I know it's going to be minimum. It's all the two teams I think they, they can go for. I don't see Westbrook picking teams. He hasn't came out and said, I want to go to a certain team like James Harden. Yeah, yeah. But I think he already know. He already know the verdict himself. It's like a common sense thing. Like, I already know who um is going to go after me. It's going to probably be the Knicks, and it's probably going to be Charlotte. Unless the L.A. Clippers come up, pull a rabbit out of the hat, I doubt it. Uh-huh. But yeah, I don't yeah. But um, let's go to the Knicks topic, man. Philly Philly brought in some shooters and traded Al Horford. What did y'all think of that? Jared, uh, well, I, who wants to start, I guess? Yeah, I'll let him get his talk in. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anyway, um, I like what they did, to be honest, just because Horford – never really gelled as far as the Sixers go. You have Joel Embiid, you have Tobias Harris playing combo forwards, and you honestly, it, it really wasn't going to work. It was always going to be a tough ask for mm-hmm. it to happen. I think if they were going to go the Horford route, they probably would have preferred to keep Jimmy Butler over Tobias Harris, but that's just right, me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the... Uh, as far as what they're doing, though, they did manage to get a few guys that did really – they wanted to, I guess, change from the process days and really go into a different direction. <laughs> so at, so they traded Al Horford for Danny Green, which, again, even though L.A. fans kind of got on him a bit, they're always going to get on you in a hard market like that. So right. send him away from that. He's going to be a solid three-point shooter no matter what. You know what to get out of him. He can even play on the wing if you need him to. I don't really know who the Sixers have at small forward at this stage. Maybe Fiebel, but he's more of a 3 and D type of guy at this stage. What does he play? What does Tobias Harris play? I think Tobias Harris are kind of making him more of a combo forward. He can play on the wings, but I think he's also been forced to play a little bit of power forward A little bit of four, too. Yeah, on size. Okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah, so he's kind of just in the middle somewhere. So 
And then they have Seth Curry, who shot over 40% of his frees last year. You know what to get yeah. out of him. Solid shooter. Someone that Ben Simmons can really just send the ball off to when you know that, okay, he's got a good shot of making it if he's all open. And then there's the talk that maybe Philadelphia is interested in James Harden, and maybe they are willing to send a package with Simmons, Bible, those type of guys, and really fully transition into a th- offensively efficient type of guys. Uh, and Because backcourt of Harden, Seth Curry, Danny Green, that's a really good shooting backcourt. Ooh, a lot of floor space. They're, they're all going, to, they're all going the to get their opportunities. Obviously, Harden's going to be more of an ISO player no matter what, but the thing is you're going to have a lot of guys who no matter what, even if they're covering Harden, double covering Harden, if they have Embiid blocked down the paint some nights, you know you have options to send it off to. And that's always a good thing to have as far as this league goes. And I'm sure that it's going to be a focus for Philadelphia and free agency as well. I'm sure they're going to have at least one or two guys, obviously depending on how the whole Harden thing goes. But I think they're looking at least at a couple options. I'm going to pull something up real quick. Okay, okay, never mind. Uh, I mostly have have just like re-signing guys, to be honest. Maybe right. signing Reggie Jackson at the point if things don't work out, but as a backup, but it makes sense. Yes. But either way, I feel that the Sixers are kind of shifting their focus. They realize what Ben Simmons is at this stage. He's a good playmaker. He's a really good defender. Right. But the jump shot is Ooh. definitely still a awesome. work in progress. It's Very not awful. a pretty right. sight. Right. So right. they know now that, okay – we need to find shooters. We need to give. We need to really play up to Ben Simmons' strengths, which is passing the ball, making good right. plays, having good basketball IQ. So you get guys like Green and Curry in that case, and see what happens. I I really like what Sixers have done. Yeah, me too. Me too. Go ahead, Corey. I want to get onto this this Sixers thing real quick. Um, with the Philadelphia Seven Sixers, with Doc Rivers and Dar- Darren Moore and doing in Philadelphia. I think it's a great thing, but I don't think it's enough to win the championship. But I think they're doing real. Elton Brand, too, even though he's a Duke guy, he's still doing a great thing as being a general manager. I like what they really assemble in Philadelphia with the shooters, with the, um, with the, um, Seth Curry. That was a big pickup for them. Um, I hate to see Josh Richardson with the Dallas because he was a defensive player. But I think this is going to be Tobias Harris' biggest year because, you know, when Tobias had with the Clippers, that was his best year as an NBA player. So I think Tobias going to have a career year. I'm looking at him and Joel. If they don't trade Ben Simmons, they don't get hardened. I think Philadelphia, man, they do some great things. I like the team that they have. And they drafted Tyrese Massey. And I think Tyrese I Massey. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I they drafted about him. him. He's really yeah, good. They drafted him with a 21 pick. And I like Tyree Massey. He's a dog, and I think he's going to contribute to that team. I think Philadelphia, they got a mob there. They got a mob. I'm going to make this short and quick for you guys as we go to the next subject. I mean, I'm going to put this all together because um, I'm going to tell you now. Y'all, you heard it here first. Harden going to Philly. He's not going to Brooklyn. And here's why. Because Daryl Morey knows the owner better than anybody else in Houston. So he knows what to offer this owner. I don't think the owner wants James Harden going to Brooklyn, just giving him to Brooklyn or whatever picks. It's going to be on a personal level. Like, now you won't out after we didn't did all this for you. Daryl Morey, 
I'm, it, it was like a trickle effect in Houston again. Darren Morris steps down. Uh, Dan Tony probably going to get fired, but he just stepped down anyway. He leaves like it's ironic. Like it's something logic. Logic hits you like, okay, why do you guys leave? Then you would think like if a person leaves, he's just gonna step away from basketball. Period. No, Dan Morris steps down to go to Philly. Yeah, no, yeah. Mike D'Antoni steps down to go to be the assistant coach in Brooklyn. Like this stuff, it, it you gotta make it make sense. So in my mind, I'm thinking like Darren Moore, no owner, know what it takes, know what they're gonna do. I think he gets the deal done before Brooklyn does. In my mind, you heard it here first from me. He's going to Philly. Darren Moore knows it, and that's what I'm going. I can see I just, that. I, I don't think I, I know he wants to go to Brooklyn, but I see him in Philly because Darren Moore can find a way to make a deal happen to where the owner is happy in Houston to make him go there instead of going to Brooklyn. And Brooklyn mm-hmm. don't really have enough pieces to trade for him to make them say, "Ooh, ah." Right, I mean, right. like we said, even though Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is still better than probably what the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets can offer the Houston mm-hmm. Rockets. I really think that like he's still better, like for what they have. Now, okay. and there's also so, what you can expect to see from a Westbrook trade, like what players you can expect to get from that as well. I'm sure right. that goes into it as well. Right. I think with Westbrook, I've heard with the Knicks, they often Kevin Knox, Julius Randle, Dennis what? Smith. Yeah. Oh, but that's, no, no. But Charlotte, if, if but Houston, Charlotte, take, Houston take that deal and run with it. That's right. what I would think is true. Depending on the draft capital, run with that deal. Right. Right, right. Wait, so maybe you get Julius Randle, right? Kevin Knox, and Dennis Smith. That is a great deal for Houston. That's what I'm. That's what I've heard. But I also heard for Charlotte, Nicky's Batum, you know, big Nicky's Batum making my nineteen nineteen million dollar year. Possibly the worst contract in the league. Right, right. I need to look, but it's definitely got to be like top three at this stage. He said interrupt. So bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that's what we uh, that's what I got on that. Now, man, we're gonna go to the next topic, man. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Clay out for the season. What are we gonna do? What is excuse me, now? What are we gonna do? What is Golden State do? We're being out for the season. Say what? Dad, what is Clay going to do? Well, I think really quick, everyone's just going to play sad violin music for Clay, I would say. That's probably the start of all of it. Just because how long has Clay been out for? Like, his injury happened during the 2018 finals. Well, 2019 finals, technically. But uh, so, and he's going to be out this year. So he's going to be gone for two years. That's a long time to be gone from any sport. And I'm going to like kick it to the NFL a little bit. Look at what's going on with Cam Newton. He had, he's come, he came off of two serious injuries and sure he's still a very good, he's still a good player, but he's not the same player that he was during the MVP year in Carolina. And some people probably would say that he never was after that, but at the same time, he was still proving his worth. And then right. all of a sudden he's going, he had to change his game because his legs, he doesn't know what's going on with him. He doesn't know just how much strength he has because serious injuries like that are always going to mess you up to some degree. So right. now the million dollar question is, Clay's going to be gone for two years. He suffered two serious injury, two serious leg injuries. 
Right. He's going to be two years removed from any meaningful NBA action. So there's obviously going to be at least some rust that comes with it, no matter how good you really are. So the million dollar question with Golden State is what's going, what's Clay going to look like when he is able to play? The shooting ability is still going to be there. I, I feel that that's still a definite. He still has the IQ for it. He still, it's not like his arms are messed up, but the thing is, how is he, how's his jump shot going to be? Is he going to have that same level of power or athleticism that he's had? Is he going to be able to still slash through, or is he just going to be a catch and shoot type of guy at this stage? I don't know. And I don't think Golden State knows either. I feel that this free agency period is going to be crucial in figuring out just how they see clay going forward. Obviously he's going to be a core part of the team, no matter what you're not going to, you're not going to be able to trade his contract because no one's going to want to really commit to him until they see what he looks like now. But I think that they're going to try and give clay some relief, no matter what I think they're going to try and get a three point shooter. At least I think they're going to push driver, Justin holiday, maybe even Kyle Corver, just because they can sink yeah. three. Yeah. I heard Kyle Corver. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like a, a duo of Jordan Poole and Kyle Corver, like you can get by on that. Right. And right. I know that yeah. golden States had lineups where Andrew Wiggins may moves to two. I don't know how that would work, but it can work conceivably. Right. I'm not going to yeah. knock it until I actually see it and I'm proven otherwise, but I just feel like it's going to be a very interesting off season for golden state. And maybe that's why they went with James Wiseman after all is so they could find somebody with that early star potential, someone who can at least make up for that production somehow, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a very interesting off-season, season, maybe even into next off-season. This is a very interesting time in Golden State. Probably more, probably more interesting than even the Dynasty, just because at least the Dynasty, you knew what to expect, but now no one does. Absolutely. Cole, what do you think about right. that? Um, I forgot. Um, Go ahead. Um, Y'all hear me? Yeah, we hear you loud and clear. Yeah, you're still good. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, With Golden State, man, I'm so... Sad about Clayton Thomas because he tore his Achilles. And with Golden State situation, like you said, Derek, um, like I see Kyle Corver, even though he's older, Jordan Poole, that they used to play at Michigan. I mean, I think they can get back, but I think Wiggins gonna have to really step it up. I think Wiggins gonna have to go back to the Wiggins where well, he averaged 20, but I think Wiggins. And like you said, Draymond Green, but it's gonna be a, it's a sad situation, Golden State. Um, but they got like you said, they draft Wiseman. That's somebody you can build with, and you still got Steph Curry. Y'all got to remember, Steph Curry still is a superstar, but it's Steph Curry is gonna be healthy because he coming off an injury. So that's true. And then and that's with Bob Murray and Steve Curry. It's t- kind of stuff in Golden State because that right there hurt him because. Clayton Thomas is beloved. It's two people, two players in the NBA that's very beloved. That's Clayton Thomas and Derrick Rose. They like the NBA people love them too. So the situation with Clayton Thomas, I know as, as him and as a ball player, I'm like, I know he, it's like, damn, um, this is the second year in a row. And it's like, 
I hope he just don't, don't go down like DeMarcus Cousins, man, that stay hurt all the time, good players, and go down with the okie doke, and you be like, damn, man, because Clay Thomas, he really is the Splash Brothers. Can, can they win without him? I don't think so. Can they win the, uh, win the championship? No. Well, but, I mean, it's hurt. It's, it's hurt, and I just think they're going to just play it play by year by year because he got a big contract. I don't know, but I'm thinking that Draymond Green got to step up. He got to average more than 14 points, and and they bench, got to do better, and them young boys they got. But I think Jordan Poole and Damian Lee, they got. I think they're gonna have career years with them, with um, with Golden State, cause they're gonna have to step up, cause Clayton Thomas is down. So, with in sports, you know that prime next man up, Jordan Poole, Kyle Bowman, the kid from Havelock. Damon Lee, the guard play, gonna have to take the pressure off Steph Curry because Steph Curry probably averaged twenty eight points a game now. He's gonna no have choice. to. He, he ain't got no choice. Ain't got, ain't got no choice now. Ain't got no choice. Ain't got no choice. As Wiseman as a rookie to come in and take over. Not no nineteen year old. Not no nineteen year old. Even in the worst situations, he has to step up. But with that being said, man, me to the Yeah, go ahead. With now Golden State probably probably not in the in the category. Right. Can we put Phoenix in that category now to replace them? Dan, you go. Ahead. I mean, I feel the whole issue as far as Clay Thompson goes is because he went down. Golden State really had to change course immediately. They had to kind of leave the championship aspirations for 2021-22 season. Mm-hmm. And really go into, I guess, trying to put a Band-Aid on the whole thing. That's right. why they went out and got Kelly Oubre, for instance. Yes, they did. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't know if that trade happens if Clay Thompson doesn't go it does. down. It, does. it it doesn't happen, I'm sure. Mm. But I feel that Golden State had to move quickly. They had to kind of get things going in the right direction. And now they're going to have to look at their depth and see what they have and go for it. They have, they're going to have Steph back and that's huge. That probably alone puts them in the playoff picture. Right. Uh, Wiggins and Ubre, you can do worse, but you can do a lot. You can do a little better at a that whole point. A lot better. Or rather the other way around. You can do better, but you can do a lot worse. Yeah. And then Draymond, James Wiseman, that could be a really good front court, especially if Wiseman just shows up immediately and becomes the guy people were expecting. It's a lot of pressure putting on a 19-year-old who's only played three NCAA games. So the knock, so really the knock is, is he ready to be against NBA quality bigs? That's going to be the thing. And then they have to look at the bench. They have Bowman. They have uh, uh, Damian Lee. They even got, for the front court, Eric Pascal. They could re-sign Marcus Chris and Kevon Looney. They have guys who can be effective. So now the million-dollar question is, who's going to be the guy who really steps up? Who's going to be the guy who replaces that production from Clay Thompson, at least most of it anyway? To the point where you can look at Golden State and say, yes, this is still a really good team. They've set themselves up nicely. There shouldn't be any problems because you know Clay is gone. You know that that's going to hurt them. And you know that maybe that's going to fuel the players a little bit as well. Maybe they want to do better because that he's gone. They want to do better to really 
show him that, hey, this is what we're about, really. This is our philosophy. We're not changing anything just because a key part of it's down. So we're going to keep things as is, and this is what's going, this is how it's going to go down. I think it could work conceivably, but now Golden State's going to have to change direction a little bit. Really try and focus on building as a middle road playoff team instead of a championship contender like I'm sure they were expecting. Right. I agree with that. Right. Of course, how do you feel about it? You think Phoenix Phoenix is the team to replace them? Since we know Golden State is not probably going to be in contention now. Hold, 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 I feel like hold Phoenix was... Oh. Um, right. um, 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 hey, um, we just got some breaking news. Dwight Howard just signed with Philadelphia Seven Sisters. <laughs> Um, but, but, um, but, um, that's the story with Phoenix Suns, man. I'm very happy for Chris Paul. He's one of my favorite point guards beside Kyrie Irving and John Wall. He was a North Carolina guy. I like Phoenix and I like Dev in this world, football and basketball lately. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, oh, you talk, say what, Prime? What did you say? A lot of North Carolina guys that's been out for football and basketball. Right. Right. right, and um, with Chris, with with that Phoenix, with the with this um, with the Phoenix um situation, I'm happy for that backcourt because I think Chris Paul and Devin Booker, that I think I still think they're like a three C, but I like DeAndre Adams and I like Monty Williams. He's a great coach, and but Phoenix, I think Phoenix on the rise, man. It's gonna be Phoenix and Dallas. They're gonna be neck and neck for that third, fourth spot, you know. So I think Phoenix. I think Phoenix is gonna be Phoenix is gonna be real good because that was a big pickup for, um, Chris, um, for Phoenix to get Chris Paul. That was that just came out the it came it out the woodwork. That, I'm like wow, you know. So oh, with Phoenix, go ahead. Yeah, Phoenix. I think they're gonna be pretty good, man. Um, Aiden. Yeah. You know, you got Booker. Now you got Chris Paul. Cameron Johnson. Cameron Johnson can shoot the ball. Michael Bridges. Yeah, yeah, Michael Bridges. Yeah, they got, a, they got a good group. They got a good nucleus, man. They, I'm gonna say to compete in the West Conference. I'm gonna say championship. I'm not saying that. We all know as long as LeBron is healthy, and that conference and the way right. Harden and Westbrook trying to leave, unless Denver can beat, unless the Denver Nuggets keep that team intact, which you know uh, Grant opted out to get more money because he played better this year, so he's yeah, he gone. So, um, what I'm saying is, uh, like. In my terms is, how should I put this, man? They'll be compatible. They'll be they'll be competitive in that the West Coast, but not the win. Um, NFL, now, man. Let's go to NFL. Um, I'm gonna start first with Corey's team. I'm gonna let him talk first. Oh um, no, you He's a diehard Baltimore Ravens. Oh yeah, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all. I'm going to ask uh, himself, and I'm going to ask you yourself, can your Baltimore Ravens get to the AFC Championship in the playoffs? Oh, man. Oh, um, oh, Prime, you know, and Derek, no, this is your first time meeting me and counting me, man. When it comes to <laughs> Maryland, man, my Ravens in Maryland in the state of Maryland, North Carolina, man, I'm very passionate about that. Um, I'm, I'm a diehard Raven. Um, I choose Raven over everything because that's my team, but how we playing right now is very spooky because, man, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, as you know, when you, now I'm a football, I'm a basketball guy, but football, I love it all. See, when you playing the football, 
we is becoming predictable. That's what teams is doing, and and I swear, we should have signed Antonio Brown, standard dead Brown. But my but, point is, you. I'm gonna stop you right there, real quick, before you get into it. Signing Antonio Brown, you have to throw the ball a lot. I know y'all got um, who is Brown? Who, who's the office coordinator now for you guys? He's the same office. Greg Roman. Greg, yeah, Greg Roman. Right. The 49ers with, with Colin Kaepernick, but he threw right. the ball with Colin Kaepernick. You asking for players? Right. This is my thing. Before you, I'm gonna let you finish. And you can finish from here. You asking for players that need the football, that need the football, and you're not throwing the football. So right. how do you balance that? Go ahead. Like I said, man, my Ravens, man, whew, I, I really, and I was looking at that this today, all day. I'm a Raven. How can we improve? Because when you play in the game of football, we have to improve. Don't get it wrong. Lamar, fine. It just his throws and the weapons and the defense is a uh, defense is okay. It just we losing game that we should have like Sunday night and and I'm not gonna blame the weather or whatever, but we playing sloppy Baltimore football. I'm a straight Raven. I never seen the Ravens play like this. We playing very sloppy. Where Hollywood Brown he want the ball. He's our number one wide receiver. He want the ball, but he can't get open. So I'm like, so we have to throw to Willie Sneed and um Andrews, our tight end. The running game is fine, but I feel like with Lamar, I think we need he need to stick to what he know best is with his feet. I feel like Lamar, but he's trying to throw so much. Well, he can throw. He's fine. He's an MVP. But the thing that I think Lamar needs to stick to his feet. And be able to, re- I mean, the best just run. And I think, and we got Tennessee Titans this week, and we got Pittsburgh Thanksgiving. Jeez. And happy Thanksgiving to y'all. And um, this <laughs> last two stuff. games for my Ravens is very spooky because we might go down six and six. We six and three. We might go down six and five. Then the next week, we got. Cleveland Brown, and I'm looking at it as that. It might be a tough time for us this year. And Harbaugh is a great coach. And I'm very passionate about my Baltimore Ravens. He's a great coach. But when can you, I mean, when can you change something? Well, when we put Hollywood Brown, our number one wide receiver, but you will put, you take him out of the game and you just got him vertical. And I'm like, Willie Sneed is okay. And, and, um, and, but I'm like, Where's our playmakers? We just need playmakers. Like, and Lamar, fine. It's just the fact he throws, and he, I think Lamar just doing too much in our defense. I mean, I just think we uh, this year we are a predictable team, man. I know we knocked into the AFC Championship, and that's my team. Um, it's going to be tough for us because what I saw Sunday for New England, and Cam Newton and the running game for the um Cam Newton didn't have a great game. He only threw for 119 yards. The running game. I never seen, I mean, it just remind me in the AFC championship when we um play Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry. I said, oh my God, up front. And then people are hurt for us. But I'm not gonna blame injuries. I'm not gonna blame the welder. I'm not we's not playing great football. We're not playing Raven football. I don't, I swear to God, we playing like Right now, we very spooky. We playing to, we playing like, I got no, we just playing like a college football team that's getting ready to get drafted. 
That's that's what we playing. Our players are like this. It's like our morale as Baltimore, as that as as, as that morale is gone. Cause you now you got Hollywood Brown said. You know what I'm saying? He wanted he want the ball. He coming at Lamar and Lamar fine. He's doing his job, but I just think he's doing too much. I think the MVP had really hurt him because he, you know even though he got out of the mud, great quarterback. I think he's getting a little sloppy, and he need to get back to what he know best is, which is right. Still then yo, but then when you got players that can't get open like Hollywood Brown, five seven. And he can hide behind the DB. So I'm like, he can't get open. So why not you have him as the wife, as the offensive court, have him run under the change. He can't get open. Let run, run, I mean, special plays for him because he want the ball. Willis Sneed is great. It's just, it's kind of tough. And then we're in a tough division. Because Pittsburgh, but I got a feeling. I hope we win. Sunday. If we don't win Sunday, man, God know how much I love my Ravens, man. If we don't live Sunday, man, I swear, I swear, this is the first year we ain't gonna be in the playoff, man. This is gonna be the first year. I'm gonna be so spooky. I swear, it's gonna be so spooky for me, man. I'm like, because I never seen the Ravens. We always in the playoffs. So this year, we might be knocking on the door, man. Unless we, unless something happened right now, it's looking terrible. We're not sorry. It just we become a predictable man. We not running the ball. It's like we'll run the ball, then we'll stop running the ball. I'm like, stick with the run. Stick with the stick with the running game. But now nah, they want Lamar to be like Patrick Mahomes. But now nah, set a play where he can run. Know what I'm saying? He ain't got that take off. You know, but I don't know, man. I don't. But the defense is fine. But up front, Colette Campbell hurt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's tough. I'm looking at us. We might get ten wins. We knocking on the wild course, wild card. You know, wild card. We hoping with Oakland Raiders or somebody like that. Cause we six and three now, and we hey, y'all ever know the Baltimore start off like this, y'all? It's been a minute since we start off like this. Now it's been a minute. So I'm kind of mind blogging about that because that's my team, but. Hey man, I hope so. I hope we get it. I hope we get something together. Cause we not an organization like Dallas Cowboys. You know, you can't compare Dallas. Cause Dallas, that's the Niners. I leave Baltimore. We got a mob. We got a great team. We got a great quarterback. We just need better playmakers for him. Cause he's a pure football player. I'm like, why they don't go sign this player? This player, Patrick Mahomes got him. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of shocked. You know, I'm so shocked. I'm so soccer shocked by this. When I watch my boy Sunday, I could predict what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? I said, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. We're going to let Dad chime in on this. Dad, how do you feel about the ball? All good, man. Don't worry about it. I mean, I would say I'm very, like, I'm very passionate about that Ravens, baby. If it ain't proper Raven Nation, if you, it's very spooky to me because that's my team. That's my mom. I feel like my team could be anybody, anybody that come on the field. <laughs> Go ahead, Derek. All right. Uh, I feel like what the Ravens were really trying to aim for was the same as the 2001 Super Bowl winning team, where I fi- I think of this. The philosophy of that team was you had a great defense, probably the best defense 
that we've seen in NFL history. Yes, and then they combine that with a great running game through yes, guys like Kamal Lewis. So the thing is with the Ravens is that the defense has still been there. I think they're still putting up really good numbers. They're still a top five defense. They have the playmakers necessary to really shine on that end of the field. That's no problem at all. Yes, but right. the offense has been very inconsistent. Some days they're there and some days they're not. We know right. that Lamar, Lamar Jackson is a really good runner. We've, we've yes, all know that. We knew that ever since he came into the league as a rookie. But the thing that was always about Lamar is that the passing mechanics, they're going to need some work. He's going to be a work in progress for a little bit. But once you really get him in a position to shine, he'll do it. And he has sometimes, but the thing is, I feel that in the games where Lamar's really needed to push through, he hasn't as, or at least not to the same degree as people were expecting. Right, 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 right. His two right, playoff right. appearances, they haven't ended well, but he's looked kind of pedestrian in both of them at points. Um, the two primetime games the Ravens have played, kind of the same deal where he was up and down for the most part. So I feel that for Lamar to really be seen as another great quarterback in the league, he's going to need to figure out how to have that clutch gene. He's going to need to know how to perform consistently well in big games, be great as a runner, be solid as a passer, and just really get it down. And the thing is, the running game hasn't been all that impressive either, and that's what the Ravens have been known for for some time. Sure, you have Lamar running through it, but you can't have Lamar carry the ball 15 times a game. That's a recipe for disaster what we do baby we got yes. hold on dirt with sometimes you know i mean right now we have to do that because be honest with you i like, I like jk he jk he's young i like gus elvis i like mar egram mar egram getting old but sometimes we have to stick to the run because we really ain't got nothing on the outside and we yeah. i think then we become predictable and and it's and it's kind of hurt to me man because i just hope we win sunday if we win then won't win sunday I'm going to call John Humble myself, man. I'm going to call the 410 area or the 443 myself. And I'm going to have to go see. Uh, he going to have to come see me. He got to come see my face for real straight like that. He going to have to come see me. Yeah. I'm a raven. Would that be something yeah. elite idea? And speaking of a guy that y'all guys were saying that um, runs the ball a lot, let's talk about the Saints, man. Drew Brees out and Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill runs the ball a lot, and now he's a starter. Do I look at it as he's just going to start the first play? Literally, that makes him a starter, and James Winston comes in? Or how you, how you feel about that, Derek? I mean, I, the thing the with Jason Hill is that he's always been a utility guy to me. He's always been somebody whose asset has been, you can put him anywhere out on the field, and he'll probably do well. As a quarterback, if you need him to pass, he can do it. If you need him to run, he can do it. If you need him as a tight end or a receiver even, okay, fine, he has that down. I feel what the Saints, and maybe I'm wrong about this, I feel like the Saints made a mistake when they didn't name Jameis a starter. And the reason why is because when Taysom Hill is a utility player, we know that, all of a sudden now you're putting him into a box. You're 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 putting him in a box where he needs to be a quarterback who can pass and run the ball. You can't. I mean, obviously, you can maybe design a few trick plays, but the thing is, do you have anyone who can really do that? Because when you have Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill both on the field, who are you going to expect to pass and who do you expect to catch out of two? I'm pretty sure no one's expecting a Philadelphia special with Hill throwing it to Winston. I don't think anyone's going to expect that. 
So the thing is, when you have somebody like Taysom Hill who can do a whole bunch of things together, when you put him in a single position, that's just odd to me. I'm, I, don't get me wrong. I hope he does well. He has a nice little test against the Falcons, who have been just bad against quarterbacks this year. So maybe he proves me wrong. He's definitely going to throw more than 10 passes this time, which is all he's thrown in his career. So I hope I'm wrong on it. I hope he does well. But was it really the best move as far as keeping him from doing what he does best? That's the part I'm confused about. Yeah. I feel yeah. like Tim Bay about to take over division. I don't care if they put James Winston out there. They're trying to tweak it, trying to yeah, trick it. they trying to do something. Now with him out, even in three games, he might be out even more. So and then they said during the game against the 49ers, the game before really ruptured the ribs. Then it just broke more to the wound. So, um, yeah, yeah. um 49ers crushed one side and then his last game, the other side, mm. were a couple of broken ribs there. Mm. Yeah. That's that's gonna be brutal no matter what. Yeah. I got Temple. I got I got Temple Bay. I got Temple Bay in the division. But yeah. I'm, I think I'm, at this I'm point sad. you gotta have them. Yeah, I'm sad for Drew Brees because I like Drew Brees, but I like Jamie Winston too. Um, but I think I think Temple Bay, man. I think Tom Brady, um, I think they got a little mob going over there in Temple Bay, man. And um, but I mean, New Orleans still, New Orleans with Jamie Winston still, but I think um, the Tyler, the other quarterback, he's a, like you said, Dirt, he's a utility player. He's an athlete, but I don't know if you put him in the box, can can he lead? Can he lead the team to down down the field? I don't think so. I think he's just an athlete. I, I Jamie Winston, I think he got more experience, but Jamie Winston threw a lot of intercession too. But, um. I think New Orleans gonna be fine, but that division, like you said, Prime, it's gonna be. It's. I think that's Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay, man. I think Tampa Bay. I'm about I think- to wrap this up in a quick. I'm gonna call this a, a raw thought moment. Give me a few questions. I mean, just give me a quick answer. That's it. Who would you rather have, Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray? I gotta go with Russ, at least for now. I say the same thing too, because um I feel like Russ has played with less than Calamari getting these gifts with Larry Fitzgerald and of course DeAndre Hopkins. Who you got, Corey? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Russell Wilson, baby. I'm gonna go with Russell Wilson. My old DMV product, bro, out of Richmond, Virginia. I'm going with Russell Wilson, baby. I know Sierra proud of him. I know she's very proud. Russell Wilson bad. You see what he did last night, right? Kyle Murray good though, but yeah. Kyle Murray kind of remind, remind me of Lamar. He he can run too, but he just got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, y'all keep disrespecting Lamar Jackson too. I'm gonna go to this one, Corey. I'm gonna go to this one. Who would you rather have? Mm-hmm. I mean, for Derek, this is something special for you, Derek. Since you're LA Chargers fan, yeah, two. I would say at least for now, just because rookie quarterbacks and everything. Herbert, for now, call me back on this question when Tua plays a playoff game. Oh, wow. I agree. Who you got, Corey? I love Justin Hoover. I liked him when he was at Oregon. I like Tua. I don't even know why he didn't go first in the end. I said the same thing, too. I like Justin Hoover. I like him. I like like the Chargers. 
the next four years, I think that's going to be the Chargers new... just need yeah. to get healthy, get right. a good offensive line, and maybe like have a some coaching change. Really get someone who can help Herbert out as far as throwing the ball they goes. Got, really Anthony using Lillian, his mobility. Anthony Lynn is, is a great coach. He's a great coach. I like Anthony. I mean, I I like Lynn as far as like I would. When people were calling for his head last year, I was on his side right. and said, "Hey, like, let him like do what he does." Right, but right. I feel the whole issue with Anthony Lynn, and this is kind of a problem I've had with him this entire year. Is it seems that the man just cannot win the close game. I've seen like obscene numbers where Anthony Lynn's a little less than five hundred in his coaching career with the Chargers, and three mm-hmm. quarters of them have been. By seven points or less. It's been rough for y'all. Like, really I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I think Lynn's a good coach. I think that it, maybe this is a type of deal where he does has a forgettable first stint as a head coach, goes right. back, really picks up more of a game, and then comes back and just becomes a really good player. Coaches right. have done that before. Bill Belichick did it. Pete Carroll did it. Andy Reid did it. So maybe it comes together for him, but. I feel that as far as um, the Chargers go, the thing is you have a quarterback on a rookie contract. You mm-hmm. have someone who really shine in the league and become possibly trying to battle with Mahomes a little bit. You, right. can be com- you can be competitive. The thing is, do you have the pieces all in place to do that? That's going to be the question because right. can the Chargers compete? Absolutely. It seems like they can compete every year. So the problem is, why haven't they? And I feel it's just been a cocktail of the injuries, bad luck, right. maybe just a few problems that pop up throughout the season here and there. So it's just a matter of trying to figure out what those problems are, getting them out, and really just. And if that requires a little bit of a start over with Herbert, then fine. Like, it is what it is. There's plenty of top coaches this year. There's Eric Bainiemi from the Kansas State Chiefs. I'm shocked he didn't get a job last year, and he's definitely going to get one this year. Right, right. There's right. Robert Saleh from Prime's 49ers. He was, again, yeah. a guy who was in last year. I was surprised he didn't get a job. He and probably he still will be. with all these injuries. I'm still shocked that, like, yeah, that's the six with all these injuries, we still rank, and, rank fifth or eleven. Yeah, and he's really good if you want to get a culture change going because Chargers don't have a good culture going on right now. So you bring somebody in like Saleh that just gives simple messages, really just tells players to play their game and just go with it. Maybe it works. Or maybe you go in a direction like, say, an Arthur Smith, someone who really fits the direction of a game of young offensive coordinators that become good head coaches. People are always looking for the next Sean McVay or something. And something very interesting that I found, and I guess I'm still going on my tangent here, but just bear with me for a second. It's probably not going to happen, but I feel like on the odd chance that Michigan lets him go, I feel that the Chargers are Uh... probably (laughs) the place where Jim Harbaugh comes home to the NFL. I oh, feel that right. way just, just because here's the thing. Too. Harbaugh probably ran into a few challenges as far as recruiting goes. Right, right. After a little bit of time in Michigan, the luster probably wore off a bit and teams kind right. of gravitated more to the high-end programs like Ohio State or something. So all of a sudden, you bring Harbaugh back to the NFL 
And you bring him basically a young mobile quarterback with a strong arm, can read defenses. It reminds me of Colin Kaepernick with a stronger arm where he's able to make all those – he's able to make those plays. He's probably thrown at least five long ball touchdowns Herbert Mm -hmm. has this season. So you give Jim Harbaugh arguably the best quarterback he's played. He's ever coached. Right, right. Stage. Over Andrew Luck, over Kaepernick, like, he, and over like if, if Harbaugh is out in Michigan, and I don't know if he is because maybe they want to keep things the same because of a pandemic, I don't know. But if he does, is he really going to look at the Chargers' job and turn it and look at everything that could be done? Changing the culture, you become a franchise legend working with the best quarterback you might coach in Justin Herbert and really building a team that frankly has a lot of good pieces together. Can he really look at that job and turn it down? I don't think he can. Right. And that's what I was saying. Like people don't understand, man. Everybody's been giving him a lot of bad gripe in Michigan. Jim Harbaugh has to deal with Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. It ain't like the NFL. You got teams on the contracts and money is involved. These kids actually get to pick where they want to go. Like, Michigan is a good place. But, I mean, let's be real. Like, are you going to pick Michigan? If you're the best player in programs, and Michigan, frankly, isn't a top 10 program. Right, right. So, you're not going to pick Michigan over Ohio State, Clemson, or Alabama. I'm just giving those three just alone. Even Georgia. I'm I'm thinking of it like, if I'm a great player and I'm a really good football player, would I want to go to Michigan over the other four who already try to recruit me? It ain't happening. I just don't see it. That's the thing with him. I think his his philosophy was good when he had a few players. I think if he get back into the NFL, which I still feel like in the situation with the 49ers, they were really good under him. The 49ers never had a losing season on Jim Harbaugh, even with the players. They they always got to the NFC Championship three years in a row. They went to the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl appearance. And the last year he was there, they went eight and eight. So either way, they was never bad under him. It was just Trent Balky was a him and Trent Balky can get along. And with that happening, yeah, yeah. They let go of him. Then we realized Trent Balky really was a problem. The only one thing that Trent Balky did when he left, when they got rid of him, was he saved the four dollars a lot of money for John Lynch to do whatever he wanted to do. But as in winning, it wasn't there. So I feel like if Jim Harbaugh has guys like Justin Huber, you got Bosa back, you got Ink, um, I think it's Ingram. Keenan Allen. Ke- yeah, Keenan Allen's always been my Keenan favorite. Keenan Allen, yeah, Keenan Allen. I love Keenan Allen. I always thought he was like that, 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 that receiver that. People just don't see. I see him as a top five receiver easily, but people don't even give it to him. I think he's so underrated. Like he's yeah, I like him. Yeah. That's what I look at. You give him that with a strong running game with um yeah. the kids you got in the backfield. I want um it wasn't um we have I think Eckler's um yeah, out for now, but we yeah. always have like I'd love to get more running depth. You always need running back depth. Right. This stage, I really like Justin Jackson. Yeah, Justin Jackson. Out. Yeah, Justin Jackson. Justin, nice. Jackson, Justin Jackson. I I liked him last. Yeah, I liked right. him last year. I like him this year. Right. And maybe right. they get someone else because Michigan likes those power running. Michigan Jim Harbaugh, his offense is right. always featured power backs to a degree. Right. So maybe he sees it in Kelly. Maybe he drafts somebody again next year. I don't know. And again, this is all just assuming he's taking. The yeah, job. yeah. At this stage, I don't even know if he's leaving. Right, I don't know yet, but I think me personally, I think he can get fired or he's gonna step down. I don't think they fire him because of the respect he's an alumnus. Yeah, but that's I think the they force him to say we're gonna let you step down, but yeah, we're not. Yeah. They'll give him more of a dignified yeah. exit, I think. Right, right. Um, 
I'm gonna go with yes or no questions here, and that's it for the show. Can San Francisco get back in the NFC West race? Yes or no? <laughs> I had to leave my stuff for last. <laughs> oh, you want to uh, go for dirt? Um, question, Corey. Sorry, yeah. but no. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what about you, Corey? I don't think so, man. I know that's your mob, that's your team, or whatever. I don't think so. Gave me a whole paragraph about your team. You got but, it. Um, what's yeah, going I was on? Just like, Wait a minute. <laughs> what's going on with y'all team? I I think I think y'all getting ready to hit a home run in the um the quarterback um situation. I think y'all getting ready to get a great quarterback. Y'all got a great great team. It's just y'all got a lot of injuries, but this year. Uh, it's kind of spooky for y'all, but it's just like the quarterback play for y'all. And you know, at the quarterback, that's the number one position in the net in the NFL. Uh, if y'all get a better quarterback, I think y'all will do something because y'all defense is good, and y'all got the everything. I just think y'all need a doable quarterback, and I think y'all get ready to hit a home run. Make some couple of trades. Not this year. I'm talking about next year. Make a couple of trades. Get a good quarterback. Somebody like I would love to see. I would love to see Sam Dom, um, Sam Domlin, the quarterback for the Jets. There, uh, Sam. I would love to see. Um, I love to see Derek Carr, but I don't think he'll leave Oakland. It's oh, a lot. I'm not leaving, man. Right. I was just, I was just saying. I, that. I was just, just saying. performing so I just, well. There. I was just saying. That. I was just saying. That. I would love to see. I would love to see. I'm just thinking y'all just missing a quarterback. Once y'all get a good quarterback, I think San Francisco is gonna be back because y'all proved last year that y'all can get to the Super Bowl. But y'all in a tough division, and when it injuries, y'all have a lot of injuries, and when that happened in football, they take on the morale. And the quarterback is the main position in football and the defense. Y'all got the defense, but y'all got a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. I think y'all got, what, 50, 40, 50? I don't know. That's it crazy. Is, it's that big. But actually, I say reason why I'm saying this because next week, where they got to buy this week, we get that Sherman comes back, um, Debo Samuel comes back, Morster comes back, Wilson comes back. Now, after two weeks, if we get past these two weeks – which is tough. The, the L.A. Rams, which we already beat with Jimmy Garoppolo, and we got the Bills right after that. And the way Kyle Shanahan was at his press conference this week, he was like, he expects not just next year, but he expects Jimmy G to come back this year. So mm-hmm. when I said expect him to be back this year, I said, well, he feel like they got to run in them. And the defense has actually been playing pretty good. It's just offensively, even last week, like the 49ers should have won the game in, in New Orleans. With Drew Brees out, that was like, what you call what you call uh when they wounded, you go right, you go for the you go for the weakness. They didn't right. exploit it. Like they were supposed to find a way to win that game. When once Drew Brees went out, Drew Brees wasn't doing that in the game. But once he went out, it was like, okay, we gotta put points on the board. Like that's why I say the Saints might not even go to the Super Bowl if, without Drew Brees. Reason why? Because now you're asking their defense to do something that they never done in the past 15 years. And you're expecting them to stop teams in crucial moments. The Saints don't do that on defense. The Saints are led by if Drew Brees is on the field with the last few minutes on the clock, he he wills in the victory. You can't ask that defense. That's not that's not them. That's not their identity. So with that being said, we get these guys back. I'm gonna just go on the limb and say, look, and I, maybe Kyle Shanahan knows something. 
I say we might got a shot. We didn't beat the Rams. I think we could have beat Seattle and Seattle and we get them back. I think we could win out the rest of the season. We got the Cowboys and Redskins. And we can beat the Rams next week. If we beat the Bills. Even with Arizona playing the way they're playing, if we can win out those games, we got a shot. Especially if they add an AC. Do I this will be like rough? Like this ain't like last year when I say like it was an easy work, you know, we healthy, we get to Subo. This will be one of those wounded teams that get to the playoffs and maybe make a run. The reason why I'm saying they can be fresh, Debo Sangway ain't played all year, actually. He's played a few games, he hasn't played all year. Richard Sherman hasn't played since game one. So he, he should have enough games in him right now to be fresh. Um, I'm going to just go on a limb and just take the opposite side of you guys and do that. With that being said, Yes or no, Corey? Well, oh, yes or no? I don't think so. No, I, don't think so. I don't think so. I know that yes or no, uh, Corey, there. Will Jimmy G be back in San Francisco next year? Um, with Jimmy G, um, like you said, I saw the press conference, whatever. Talking about. I'm not a fan of Jimmy G. If I was John Lynch, I'm not a fan of him, man. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not a fan of him. I, I, I you know, I, I'm all about sports, but I, he just don't. I don't know. He don't really show me that. I don't know. Maybe the football, I mean, the scout, the scouts, and right, I don't right. know. Like he got hundred fifty million dollars, but I don't know. I I don't know. I'm 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 like he ain't really my top fifty quarterback. I, I'm gonna give it to Depp within a few minutes. There, yes or no? You think he'll be in um? Texas? Uh, I think I think he's still going to be there. I did a little research just on the topic because I wasn't sure. I heard a whole bunch of trade rumors maybe floating right. around. And I saw something that said in Jimmy G's contract that into the twenty into the next offseason, they can't trade him without his permission. So whatever team Jimmy Garoppolo wants to go to, if he does, if he's done in San Francisco, if he wants to get traded, he's going to have all the cards in his hands. And the problem is mm. with a pandemic, with possibly a shrinking cap, again having a big time contract is going to be difficult to move. And the thing is with Jimmy G is I don't have anything really that says that his relationship with the 49ers has gone toxic. I don't know why it would just because you made the Super Bowl last time out. And now you're looking at the team. They're putting up some up and down performances. They're having injuries. They're still about 500. And again, The division's just stacked. You have two legitimate MVP candidates on two of the teams. And the other team is, has a great defense, a good and a great defensive coordinator behind it. That shut down one of said MVP candidates last time. So I feel the issue with Jimmy G is, is he going to really want to test himself? I think he is. I think he believes in what San Francisco is doing. I think he is Kyle Shanahan's guy, at least for the moment. So I don't know why they would trade him as the thing, at least for now. If they really wanted a solution, I think they go into 2021 with him, see what they have. And then if they really want to move on, 2022 will probably be the year to do it. Just because by then, this whole pandemic thing might get sorted out, at least for the most part. Things will start getting back to normal. Teams might be a little more freewheeling than before. So it'll be interesting. But I definitely, I think that in 2021, Jimmy G will be 
And I really think for them, I'm gonna make it short and quick. That is the exact reason why he's gonna be back because of the pandemic. Now, if the pandemic wasn't going on, I think they just released him or cut him before the because he has a certain time date on the on the contract. Like if, if he's there during July, still on the contract, he gotta stay. He gets his money. If he does it before the end, it's a certain time limit they have to like get him to like get rid of him. My thing is, I like Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G does what it is. What you call uh. He does what you uh he doesn't lose the game. And as long as the defense is good, he's a game manager. Do I say he's gonna take over games? He hasn't take, taken over a lot of games. He's a guy with a good defense, and you ask him not lose game. That's how he got to the Super Bowl last year. Think about it, NFC championship. They ran the ball all night long. Jimmy G didn't like had to do nothing but just like hand the ball off. So I'm saying, like, in certain modes, like he just don't lose the game. And that's what Kyle Shanahan likes. Do I think he's a Kyle Shanahan's favorite player guy? No, because he won't throw the deep ball. But if he's good enough to not lose a game, he'll do enough. When I look at Kyle Shanahan, that roster, I think Kyle Shanahan may draft a player. If he doesn't draft a player, I think he goes out the person to give that money to somebody like Matt Ryan or Matthew Stafford. But Matthew Stafford's contract is ridiculous. Matt Ryan may give him a chance. The reason why I like Matt Ryan, even though he's at that age, because I looked at when they said they should have had Tom Brady. But I'm looking at, like, I'm looking at it on a level like, yo, Matt Ryan can see the field well. That's what he, that's what happens. He sees the field well. He can get people the football, no matter where they're at. He's really a good vision of the field to get wilder players in it. That's what makes a difference in Kyle Shanahan's offense. That's one of the reasons why he won the MVP, because he can see the field well. But from what you're saying, if they can't get neither one of them, they gonna stick with Jimmy G, and that's just it. Next question on um, yes or no, and this is just definitely yes or no because we about to wrap it up, guys. Raw Mind Sports has um had a great show tonight, guys, and I don't want to hold all the viewers up. Does that get paid in Dallas? Yes or no? I think so. What about you, Derek? I think I they think have to. <laughs> right, I know that's right. Have to, and I agree with that. Next question. With the situation, not putting people around him, but he's been doing great for years. Should Aaron be asking for a trade out of Green Bay, looking to go elsewhere? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, can I go ahead? Um, with Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so, because Aaron Rodgers is getting old. Where he going to go at, Brian? To everybody else? You want to win now, so that's the point. Getting old, you want to win now. You're not going to win the Super Bowl in Green Bay. Unless Green Bay defense does something better. Mm-hmm. Even with a wounded defense in San Francisco a few weeks ago, I'm like, they ain't really do that. So I'm saying to myself, like, you ain't putting nobody around Aaron Rodgers. You ask him to go somewhere. Quarterbacks of that age, it's just like the NBA core. Yeah, yeah. Guys get older, they're like, look, man, I want a championship. I don't want to be sitting here just playing to be playing. It's only one player I know that's old that stayed with that team no matter what loyalty. And I'm going to tell you who he is. Udonis Hassan. And he took cheap contracts and all. Most players not going to do that. If you good and you still got high stock, you taking off. He's probably one of the few players in sports history to take those minimum contracts and just stay with the team. Just to stay with the team. like. But Aaron Rodgers, I think if Aaron Rodgers keep playing, it's just not about the money. I really think he wants to win the championship. And if they got they drafted Jordan Love and they yeah. want this, Guys, win. Can Aaron Rodgers beat the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees? I don't think so in the playoffs. Can they beat Tampa Bay in the playoffs? We we seen what they did before at home. No, they're not going to beat them. I'm gonna name it. Up. I don't even know if they can beat the Seattle Seahawks. 
I don't know if they can beat the LA Rams. I'm just naming teams like Randall Lee and the NFC that you put yeah, Green Bay yeah. up against. So basically, it's like you saying, if Green Bay wins the game, what we going to say? As usual, Roth thoughts. Man, Aaron Rodgers had a great game. That's it. We're not going to say the defense did good, the deep that did good, the defense did good, or players on the defense or running back did good. We're going to say Aaron Rodgers played amazing. That's what really gets them to the next level. Aaron Rodgers' ability to play amazing. And you're going to need more than that. But go ahead, Derek. I mean, I mean, my answer for the question of whether Aaron Rodgers gets traded, it's not no more than it is why. Why yeah. would you want to move on? There's really nothing there. Because, again, obviously, pandemic changes things. But I feel like the teams that can't afford a quarterback, are they going to give you as good a chance to win as Green Bay is? And my answer for that is no. Like, sure, you can be pissed that they got your replacement, basically, and, and the reason why you might not be getting a new contract in Green Bay right. when yours is up. Sure, they didn't draft a receiver at all in one of the deepest receiver classes in recent memory. But the thing is, what Green Bay can offer you is stability. They have yeah. a great running game led by Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, guys like that who can really produce when asked. They've got Devontae Adams. They've yeah. had guys step up like Alan Lazard and Robert Tanyan throughout the year. The, defense, like is, the defense is usually pretty solid. Not kind of middle of the road this year, but they have the potential in the world to really step up these final weeks of the season and really become something that takes Green Bay far into the playoffs. I'm not going to say they're going to reach the NFC Championship again. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that. I feel that's... It's it's really hard to predict the NFC just because it's so wide open. It's so wide open, really, that you can you, that no matter what happens with seven right. teams that make it, you're going to have two or three teams that did pretty good that are going to end up missing the cut just because right. everyone else is so good. So the thing is, Green Bay, I feel that's you still your best shot. You're you're having a legitimate right. MVP campaign, I would say. You're, you're telling Jordan Love, like, hey, kid, this is still my team. Like, this is what Brett Favre did to me all those years ago. I'm going to do the same thing to you. That's just how it is. That's right. It just is. how it is, kid. Right, right. And uh, but I still feel that it doesn't make sense for from Rogers' standpoint to, to move on. It doesn't make sense from Green Bay's point to move on. I feel that Rogers is playing great under Matt LaFleur. So yeah. why would you rock the boat when what you're doing is working? I don't get it. I feel that this is a no. This is an absolute no. I feel like with him, like, and I get it, because you're right, um, Derek. I feel like with Aaron Rodgers, his mind mentally, it's a mental thing. Like, you really bad, you really brought my predecessor. Matt LaFleur is like, look, just in case you get hurt, because I know your history. I do know this with Aaron Rodgers. He has gotten hurt a lot of times. I think you have somebody that could do what you could do. I'm not saying he's ready now, but yeah, he is my future. But Jordan Love came from Utah State. He was yeah, he came out of Utah State. Yeah. So, like, I get it from 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 the, the perspective of drafting. Like, man, I need somebody in this case. You do get hurt. I can't say you're gonna be healthy. Look at the 49ers going through all this these these um worries with health and quarterback. The thing that hit me right then, right then, there that you said, and it is so true, and I forgot to bring it up. In the AFC, honestly, we know Pittsburgh, Kansas City, maybe Baltimore get to the Super Bowl if everything goes well. 
The NFC, everybody's pretty much on the same player field. It's nobody that's, that's better than anybody. Even when Tampa Bay beat Green Bay, they came right back and stuck it up against the Saints. Saints came right back and played so well against San Francisco. I'm just giving an example of certain teams. Everybody's on that even playing field in the NFC. It don't even matter at this moment where a team plays at because guess what? We're in a pandemic and fans don't even matter. So, like, you don't get that many fans to scare you or say, I don't want to go into the 12s. I don't want to go into New Orleans in the playoffs. I don't want to go to Lambeau. Yeah, you might get cold a little bit, but the fans ain't going to scare you. You know, so I'm thinking of people like that. So I'm like, the NFC is so wide open. That's what I say. If any team gets in the playoffs in the NFC, they got a shot. I really feel like they got a shot. But with that being said, man, Dad, man, I appreciate you, man, being on the show. Corey Baker, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Raw Mind Sports, I hope you guys enjoy the show.